Hello, and welcome to our bell chimes. Bing bong. <laughs> Everyone's going to do that. Um, that's definitely going to get kept in. Okay. Almost every time. Um, this week, Jamie is with us to help us understand his character significantly better. Um, I decided to keep Jamie's intro until the fourth episode because your character's got so much hidden depth that's going to be a fantastic twist for them to discover Caradon's true identity. Yes. So hi, Jamie. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hello. I am Jamie. Nice. What do you do, Jamie? Or what do you do for the purposes of the podcast? Uh, what don't I do? Um, I, well, I, I'm in it. My, my voice appears in it. Um, oh, really? Yeah, you may have noticed that one. Um, I edit it as well. And I write the music for it. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that's definitely going to be the, the thing that people remember you for after you're gone. Exactly, yeah. Specifically, the music for this podcast. Um, I'm sure there were other things. Well, I mean, you know yourself better than any of us. What would you like the world to know about you? What, do, you do you want to tell them what you, what you do besides this podcast? Do you want to tell them where they can find you on social media? Or is all of that to be kept a dark and mysterious secret? Um, no, I'd rather people not follow me in person or online. All right. Well, as I said to Josh, if this blows up, you're going to be in demand. I make the website as well. <laughs> Uh, that small detail. Um, okay, okay, great, cool. Tell us now about your character then. Oh, my character. Uh, their name is um, Caradon Gespenst, is that right? Yes, you may have um, become familiar with Caradon Gespenst, um, the noble, uh, I can't remember if I said he was a knight or an ex-knight. The noble Caradon Gespenst. Um, noble, I think former knight. I don't actually remember. You've definitely not been as forthright with your knightliness as uh, as Josh has been with his character. Well, I remember that in the in the pilot episode, I gave a a backstory, and I don't remember what I said. Well, that's fine. The audience can't remember either. That's true. Yeah, screw you, audience. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm a I'm an ex knight. Uh, a noble creature. Um, I come from wherever I said I did. Ritic. I come from Ritic. Um, and I am in the Crypt Diggers to restore my honor um, in a similar fashion to Josh and his character. Almost like I copied that. Except wait. Except wait. Except wait. Is that true? That's not, none of that was true. <laughs> <laughs> I've been lying to you all along. It's um, just a thin veneer of knighthood over a rotten core of compulsive lies. Ooh, political satire. Um, 
<laughs> yeah. Um, so my character is actually called Nifty Britches, and he is a he is a, a ruffian, uh, a scallywag, um, a, a ne'er do well, um, and he is a compulsive liar. <laughs> Hence, why he's been lying to you all along. Um, yes, so he, even you, the audience, have been fooled by Nifty's schemes. Take that. Um, yes. So Nifty Britches was in a gang until the day he tried to sell a rusty spoon and pass it off as an important relic to a nobleman. Any particular nobleman? The the most noble of men, whatever Josh's dad is called. Um, so Jamie mentioned just before we started this recording that he hadn't yet listened to uh, Josh's introduction from the previous episode, um, which means that he doesn't know that Victor's father's name it has not yet been determined. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, okay. Well, he tried to sell it to um, Count von Thorn or, or Baron von Thorn. No, because you see, von Thorn is a, a bastard name. Oh. So that's definitely not his dad's name. On a practical level, tell us about your character's design in terms of uh, the character archetype that you chose and the stats that you chose um i don't remember what the character archetype is called i also couldn't remember this when i was entering it into your roll 20 profile um, is, it, is it a cutthroat that is one of the options cutthroats are criminals and unsavory folk thugs ruffians thieves assassins or general lowlifes they will lie, cheat, and murder to get whatever they want, and do even worse what they need. I use some of those words. Cutthroats have the upper hand on which X to deceive, with their silver tongue trait. Sounds appropriate. Yes, that's it. I chose the cutthroat archetype, with the silver tongue that allows me to get away with my outrageous lies, sometimes. <laughs> no one's yet challenged them, so... No, I'm, I'm kind of surprised by that. They might think I'm joking. I usually think you're joking, but I so just do find I. it very hard to take you seriously. Yeah. So, do you remember what stats you chose for Caradon? Uh, I chose two wit, one might, and zero of the other one. Uh, Will. Well, might is called brawn. Yes. And Will is the other one. Will. Will you let me re record that? You, yeah. Knock yourself out, mate. So I chose uh, two wit, uh, one of the other one, and no will. Both of those recordings are staying in. Um, <laughs> do you, so do you have any re particular reasoning behind that? Um, well, I chose the wit because he's, he's kind of uh, quick on his feet, quick on his, his brain feet. Um, <laughs> Just like you. Just like me. <laughs> um, because he needs it for his compulsive lying. Um, I mean, may, I mean, kind of um, 
mechanically, I thought it would be fun to play a character who lies so much, but is also very good at it, so that he can get away with most of it, but the most outrageous lies, he might uh, not quite make it. So, Jotty's brought in a big heist. And unfortunately, as always seems to be the case in heists such as this, the targets are not the naive travelers passing through the, the town towards the port, but the rival gang. It's time that you brought the bucklers down to size once and for all. Okay, boys. This one's a big one. I heard, I heard from a reliable source that the bucklers have brought in a gold mine. Eh, doubt that, chief. Don't find many of those out at sea. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Treasure trove. A chest full of wonders. Everyone down so far? You know, you know I love booty. The rest of the gang nods and Witty pretends to chuckle, but quietly shakes his head when he thinks you aren't looking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, his name's Witty. It's quite intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> you came up with his name, man. <laughs> I didn't expect it to turn against me so quickly. Jotia <laughs> uh, <laughs> lays out the plan which involves ambushing as few of the bucklers as possible in their warehouse hideout which is just two warehouses down from your own um, it seems that they've managed to pull off a heist to steal a chest full of silver cutlery some of it engraved other pieces encrusted with rubies and sapphires obviously you have no way to verify the value of these items but it sounds like they've pulled in something big so you've decided to take it off their hands the very same evening the five of you nifty britches jolty cavendish witty bones Peculiar Robinson and the ever faithful lookout, Lucky. Good old Lucky. Gather around the entrance of the Buckler's hideout. Lucky takes a peek inside, which involves climbing up the makeshift ladder on the side of this um, rugged building and sneaking a glance into the loft space where the hideout is located. After coming down, he whispers, Just two of them, but Rob's in there. That guy's always hanging around. <sighs> we can prepare for this, boys. Everyone got their knives? Ching. I, I mean, I would do all of their voices, but <laughs> it's, it's, hard. it's hard work. I haven't even come up with a voice for Peculiar Robinson yet. Um, he's, he's mute. Oh, I wish I'd thought of that. So, Peculiar 
nods, winks, and shows the gleaming blade of their knife, which is the only gleaming blade amongst all of you. The rest of you having makeshift blades or rusty daggers reclaimed from old yard sales. Rusty daggers is my cousin. Oh, I don't know. Where do people get daggers? It's a wild world. Um, yeah, yeah. Stolen, found, washed up on beaches. Dredged the from the bottom of the docks. Even though Jorty is the leader here, everyone looks to Nifty for the heat of the moment tactics. So, what happens next? All right, lads. Two in there, five of us. I say we draw them out. Mm-hmm. Take them on out here. How do we... Uh, you think we should th- throw a rock in there to, to, to get their attention? Um, Jotty seems nervous. Oh, what, what's around? Roll an observation check. You gosh. Boom. Jamie rolled a nine. Plus two, that's an 11. More than successful. You spot some pebbles, some debris. There's uh, some driftwood. These warehouses are right on the edge of the docks. So they're basically the, the unused storage warehouses which are used as overflow uh, in the summer months when there's a, a more produce being imported into the, into the city. But in the winter months, where we find ourselves now, they're mostly empty. But they do essentially back onto the seafront. So there's pebbles from the nearby beach, some, a bit of driftwood, some, I don't know, old rotting hay. So is there any way of uh, getting around the back? Uh, getting around the back of the warehouse, yes. You can get all the way around the warehouse. Okay. And does it seem <laughs> like they're, they're in there guarding something, or are they waiting for something? Experience. They're just chilling. It's, it's where they hang out. Oh. Can we see the, the treasure? The booty? Well, Lucky, could you see it? Uh, there, was a, there was a box. It might have might have been a crate uh, I, I don't maybe it was a chest that's gotta be it I like those where odds. else would they keep it Lucky you go around the back with Peculiar make a bit of a noise a bit of a ruckus see if, see if you can draw one of them out and we'll storm in from this side while they're distracted so I haven't painted a particularly clear picture here the idea is that um, the the buckler's hideout is in the, the roof of this building. Mm. So you have to climb up to it. But if you make enough noise outside, that would probably get their attention. So how do we climb up to it? Is there a ladder or is there stairs? or um, uh, it's, it's a ladder. It's just carved out of... It's a, a simple brick building. Um, and there are some bricks sticking out um, to form a, a ladder. It's not the, not the easiest to climb because the, the steps are quite narrow and you don't have much foot room. So it's hard to get up and down quickly. Uh, but that also means that makes it a reasonably defensible hideout. Okay. Um, and how is it dark? 
it's how is it dark? Evening. You can decide how late. <laughs> okay, I think we would have gone in quite late. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to say it's dark. Okay. So yeah, lucky you go around. Take peculiar. Chuck some some stones about, and uh, we'll climb up. Give them what for. All right. Luck and Peculiar follow your instructions, and Jorty still looking kind of nervous about the whole operation, um, waits patiently with you and Witty. A few minutes pass. Witty murmurs to you, uh, they got lost or something. Nah, no chance. And just as you're saying that, you hear stones a handful at a time raining down on the outside of the building. It's quiet enough around here that you can hear them quite clearly. And you hear also, well, who knows what you hear? Roll another observation check. Okay, but I was going to start climbing the ladder. All right, a seven. Did I add plus two to your previous one, even though it was an observation check? Yeah. Doesn't matter, you succeeded anyway. You rolled a seven. You can't make out what's being said, but it seems like maybe someone is reacting to the the stones being thrown at the at the warehouse. I mean, to be honest, I was going to have climbed the ladder mostly before the noise, but... Okay, fine. Roll, roll a wit check then. See how stealthily you managed to climb that ladder. Before your distraction. <laughs> <laughs> so Jamie rolled a six plus two, which is an eight, and therefore a failure, unfortunately. So you're climbing this ladder, uh, and your foot slips. And you can't help but let out a curse before catching yourself against the, the wall. And unfortunately, you have decided to climb this ladder before the distraction has begun. Oh, crumble. That's exactly... Is that really the curse that you let out when you almost fall off a ladder? No, I censored myself. In any case, it's enough to attract the attention of none other than Rob Boatman, Duh, the de facto damn. leader of the Bucklers who pokes his head out over the top of the ladder and sees the danger approaching. His immediate reaction is to curse Butterfingers uh, before running back into the hideout and from within shouting, Stay back! I've, I've got some hot wax here that I'm not afraid to pour. I eat hot wax for breakfast, you boatman. Um, you hear fast-moving footsteps, and a spray of hot wax is released down the, the ladder at you from the candle that was burning to, to, to light whatever they were up to. Maybe some kind of card game. Uh, roll a... You know what? Roll another wit check for me, see if you do any better this time Dodging the wax while on this ladder. Roll the six again. All right. Uh, take. Let's roll a d3 to see how uh, 
how severely this wax is hurting you. Right, 1d3 minus 1, that's 1. Okay. I don't know why I'm hesitating before giving the... the <laughs> giving the result of the difficult calculations here, but whatever. The hot wax hits you squarely in the, in the jaw, and you feel it burning into your skin painfully. It doesn't stop you in your climb, though, and before Rob can reload, so to speak, you find yourself at the top of the ladder with Jorty and Witty hot on your heels. Your dagger's out. Roll for initiative. Fuck you, Waxman. All right, I'll roll a couple more for your companions. So that's a three for Nifty, a one for Rob Boatman. Three plus two for Nifty. Oh, sorry, a three plus two, so that's a five. Hold on. Um, a three plus two, which is a five for Witty. Um, a two plus one, which is a three for Jorty. And finally, the other person in the room, the jellyfish, rolls a three plus two, and so is on par with both Witty and Nifty. Oh, that jellyfish. Hey! What are you threes doing here? Says the jellyfish. We've come for your booty. <laughs> It's not here, and you won't get a cent out of either of us, will they, Jelly? No, stay back. I've got a dagger over here. The jellyfish, having announced the presence of their dagger, uh, proceeds to throw it in your direction. Um, all right. It does a solid three damage. Jeez. Daggers are dangerous. Don't try this at home, kids. You know, um, you know, if I die here, yeah, then the four episodes we've recorded already, yeah, are going to be somewhat mooted. Well, a five, a three, and a one were rolled, plus the jellyfish's two wit is sufficient to overcome Nifty's very simple armor. Uh, and so that does three minus one is two damage to Nifty, who is three vigor less vigorous than when this heist began. Next up is Nifty. So he's close to me. Uh, Rob Boatman is closest to you. Uh, he threw one, one of the candles at you, which means this whole room is illuminated by their only other candle, which is resting on the largest wooden box in the room which even though it's cubical in shape you can see has a hinged lid and so you deduce that this must be the the treasure that you came here to obtain all right i'll uh i'll stab the boatman all right no hesitation roll away you must really hate these bucklers jesus um all right Jamie rolled two sixes and a two. 
the six and the two are enough, which means you're dealing um, six minus one is five damage. But you're, that's also a critical hit. So I'm going to do an injury roll. So Jamie, roll me a d3 and a d6, if you would. D3. D6. So one. And that's a two. Jesus Christ. Nifty steps forward and Rob brings up one of his hands to try and parry the thrust of Nifty's blade. But Nifty turns at the last moment, dodging Rob's hand and slamming down with all of his weight. And that's enough to cut clean through Rob Boatman's hand. All that's left is a single thumb as all four of Rob's other fingers on his left hand are sliced clean off. Oh, shit. And Rob screams. I mean, I would. You've just seen all of that up close. I think you should take a grip check. <laughs> Fuck's sake. But I, I did it. Yeah. I know. Oh, dear. <laughs> Jamie rolled a one and a four. Seeing Rob's fingers, one of them twitching on the floor, Nifty reconsiders the violence that is inherent in his current way of life. Considers what he's done to someone no older than him. Barely a man. Disfigured for life. And is for the briefest instant, paralyzed in horrific self-reflection. Who am I? But that doesn't stop uh, Witty Bones, who is close behind him, from also thrusting his rusty blade in Rob's direction. Um, It deals... Okay, I rolled two twos and a six. The two and the six are definitely sufficient, so it deals a further one figure to Rob. He takes the knife in his shoulder, and he clutches his, what remains of his hand at the wound, looks up at the two of you, and collapses backwards. At this point, the, the jellyfish um, is looking at the pair of you in, in horror, seeing what you've done to the leader of the Bucklers. Never having imagined that you'd be capable of this. Um, and throws up his hands, saying, I, 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 don't, have any, I don't have any more knives. Just, just, just take it. And he gestures at the box in the middle of the room, underneath the candle. Jorty nods. Jorty, you watch him. We'll check yeah. out the booty. You two, see what's in the box. Jorty gives nervous looks at where Rob is now lying, um, apparently passed out. And he goes over and, and thrusts the jellyfish against the wall. Okay. So we're going to go over. 
Well, uh, uh, lucky and um, peculiar here, yeah. The rain of stones outside has stopped. Uh, roll one more observation check for me. All right, you rolled a seven. Uh, you hear some commotion outside, uh, but it's not clear whether it's just your two companions or if something else is happening. You open the box with Witty, and you find inside not quite the treasure trove that you were expecting. There is a lot of cutlery, it's true, but based on the way that many pieces are rusted at the edges, you gather that there's no way this is the pure silver rich man's cutlery drawer that you were hoping for. That said, there are some pieces that seem to have some stones, gemstones of some kind, um, pressed into them. Although, possibly they're just decorative. You don't have much time to inspect this hoard, however, because you hear Lucky doing his signature whistle from halfway up the ladder and going over to to see what the situation is he hisses the city guard there's some knights that heard us throwing stones i think they're coming over grab what you can damn it okay i'll grab a handful of spoons we'll get over nifty jolty and witty grab a few fistfuls of cutlery each and leave the jellyfish sobbing and Rob in a pool of his own blood as you make your way down the ladder to escape just in the nick of time. Things settle down for the way downtown gang at least for a little while and Nifty is left stewing in the image of a man's fingers being separated from the rest of his hand. But an hour later you begin to hear more of a commotion from a few warehouses over. It seems that the injuries that you submitted Rob Boatman to have left him in a critical condition, and the Order of Knights are out looking for whoever did this, and a chill runs up the spines of all members of the gang as they hear the Watchman's bell. Last time, our three adventurers, Anchor, Victor, and Caradon, were joined by the mysterious Vitellius Snyder, a reanimated skeleton, perhaps, who came to life once they removed a sword from the chest of a skeleton wearing a pendant containing a bell. <gasps> when we left the adventure last time, the adventurers had arrived at a fork in the path of the acid-smoothed cave. From the right-hand fork, 
they'd heard the shout of a young woman telling something or someone to, quote, get off of him. Meanwhile, the second path leads to a familiar glow. Is that you, God? I'd like you all to roll observation checks, please. I feel it's, it's, it's bagel. I think it's the heavy bagel. I'm not saying anything. I rolled a four. Caradon, on the other hand. Atelius has the eyes yeah. of a spider. <laughs> you just lots of them? Eight eyes. Eight being the number of the defining numbers. Eight legs, eight eyes. I, I, Other things. Terrell's, I've never counted eight. spider's eyes before, so I, I cannot comment. I believe spiders have eight eyes. I, I believe you. Peering into the gloom from whence he heard the voice, Caradon can just about make out that the cave seems to open out downwards, perhaps dropping off, just as you'd seen elsewhere in this cavern. To the left, Vitellius spies a glowing that is certainly mysterious to him, having never experienced the allure of that acidic phlegm. Oh, yeah. It sounds like there's a damsel in distress somewhere in this cave. Well, this, this path uh, slopes down a bit, so... A mere slope shall not deter me. What's it looking like the other, uh, the other way? I see uh, a mysterious glow. This was not here when I came down. What has happened? Oh, that's probably just the, the wolves. Probably the acid. Well, no, hang on. You were... You were talking about wolves earlier. What about this glowing? You didn't say anything about glowing wolves. Oh, they're honey wolves? Honey? <laughs> Cheerios. Did you have honey when in your age? Yeah, there was honey. I mean, honey existed, but I, it wasn't associated with wolves in any particular way, you know? Oh, was it not? Oh, well, okay. I, I, I mean, I don't think so. Wolves don't, I don't think they normally eat honey, do they? Routinely? I mean, honey badgers, yeah. I'm sure they're honey badgers. put to the test. Mate, what the... <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. But um, I, 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 I rather think it's actually a, a spicier kind of honey called acid. That is uh, <laughs> running Are through. you a man of science? Uh, um, I, I, no, no, I'm not a scientist by training. Uh, no, I, I don't even sure I've heard of the word science, to be honest. Um, but no, no, I've just based on observations um, from what we've already seen, uh, there seems to be some kind of acid uh, in the cave. But you, you wouldn't know anything about that, would you, uh, Snyder? No, no, I, I know nothing of acid, of any acid. Huh. It's not a good sign. So it's a recent development. I think it was, yeah. It's probably the heathen. They get up to all sorts of tricks in trying to persecute the followers of Gragor. Yes, well, while we're sitting here discussing what and what doesn't eat honey, um, a young, a young maiden, a young, a young woman is uh, in need of our assistance. So I, I suggest we, we go to her. What exactly is Victor doing? He, he's striding off in the direction of, of the voice. All right, you you were only warned that the, that it slopes down a little bit. So uh, take a wick, take a wit check. Take a wit check. Man, this guy's drunk. <laughs> Uh, wit, go, shit, I rolled a six. Deploy a wit. I don't have any. 
That's why I'm running off into tunnels to. I have. I I have. Lend me some. Let me check. Can I? I'm making him roll to decide whether or not he falls oh. down this. So I, I saw him down. Slope, so I thought it wasn't. No. I thought it wasn't steep. I just thought it was a slope. Why? Oh, Sorry. Sorry, I wasn't descriptive enough. Oh, that's all right. Victor stumbles down a very sharp <laughs> incline very, very and flies sharp. himself face to face with a young and well muscled woman. What the fuck are you doing here? Uh, forgive my forgive my intrusion. Uh, am I hurt? Roll a D two, flip a coin. Okay. Yay! No, you're not. Um, okay, Victor gets up and quickly brushes himself, brushes himself down, brushes his tunic. Uh, uh, hello, uh, he- hello, um, young maiden. Um, forgive me for intruding, but uh, I-, I heard your cries and sensed you were in trouble. Stop all these. Before she can reply, before she can reply, Morgan gotcha. Before she can reply, she was interrupted. <laughs> Before she can reply, her attention is drawn back to her unconscious companion, who, it seems, is getting dragged away by some plasma-covered creatures. Jesus. They're vaguely wolf-like in shape, but their flesh is a kind of orangish pink and shiny, kind of like the surface of the ectoplasmic blob that you found in the forest during your initial expedition. Um, can I see anything of the person being dragged away? Male, female? Um, the, the person being dragged away is missing a hand. It's uh, oh. a young man. <gasps> no farmer, older than dude. 17. The shepherd. Quick, what does his <laughs> other hand look like? <laughs> it's too dark for you to judge what his other hand looks like, I'm afraid. Are the, other, are the others following Victor, by the way? Um... Yes. Uh, Victor, what's it like down there? Um, no, it's uh, well, it's uh, rather enchanting. <laughs> I'll say no more. So, uh, please, um, if you don't mind, could you cut out these fucking pleasantries <laughs> and help me out here? <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Of course, it's my uh, nightly nightly training. <laughs> it's my nightly training, you see. Um, so I I shall go after um yes I shall. Help you retrieve your um your uh your your boyfriend your your friend. <laughs> oh dear. Your beloved. No, he's not my boyfriend. We're just shepherds. But get those oh. fucking wolf things <laughs> off him. Right. <laughs> oh, this is um. We're just shepherds. This is what's the face, right? <laughs> They're just colleagues, yeah. So my expert. Um. <laughs> um Okay. <laughs> I mean, Caridon's going to carefully slide down the, the slope. Uh, please, uh, allow me to introduce um, my uh, team of cryptics. My fellow crypt. My Sorry, my, my fellow cryptics. These are my colleagues, right? I thought we were going we to stop this guy <laughs> being dragged away. Are, the, are these your boyfriends by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> or are we going to stop with this? With this conversation and start dealing with these fucking quite wolves. Quite right, quite right, okay. Go uh, on then, Kang. As the three others slide down, they see that this wolf-shaped but barely wolf-like creature 
is not alone. There is a trail of these. They are no larger than a human baby. Mm. They crawl at about the same pace. And there is not just one, but three or four that are attempting to drag this young man by his trouser legs deeper into the cave. What are you going to do? That doesn't sound creepy at all. I guess run over and attack the jelly babies. Best best move, really. I mean, if they're they're only what less than knee height, you're standing a good chance. All right, roll for initiative. Oh. Okay, so to summarise, Anchor ended up with a total of six. Vitalia's got a total of four. Caradon a total of three. Victor a total of three. This young woman got a total of two, and the wolf-shaped, goo-covered creatures also got a total of two. Which we're now referring to as jelly babies. So first up is Anka. What are you going to do? Uh, how close am I to the jelly babies? As close as you want, within 15 feet. They're not really reacting to you yet, because no one's made any attempt to fight them, besides the young shepherd that you have before you. How jiggly are they? <laughs> They're not jiggly. They're just gooey. Please, there's a difference. They're just gooey. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I only have a arrow. Um, I will try to use my rope to catch them. Okay. Let's make it a straight wit check to see how successful this is. Oh, it's a 12. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> You've won a jelly baby. Like a jelly baby. Close up, this amorphous creature is visibly slightly translucent. You can see a skeleton half-formed inside it, barely allowing it to gesticulate its stubby limbs. In order to move around. I didn't know jelly babies and... had skeletons. It's horrifying. Jamie, take a <laughs> wood check. Sorry, uh, t- take a grip check. <laughs> Only for me, not for my, my character's never had a jelly baby. Oh yeah, I know. No, Caradon's fine. We should yeah, all take. Fine. We all take grip checks, should we? Now that this, now that this, uh, the wolf has been pulled out of the darkness from the lasso and close up, we now can see it in all its horror. <laughs> and all of its horror. Well, maybe I should finish describing the horror that it okay, is. Do continue. It, it seems like a fetus of a wolf was pulled out prematurely and then coated in this acidic goo, left barely to harden, leaving a soft, fleshy exterior, <laughs> half covering the bones. Gross. That's a very vivid description. Thank you. <laughs> You're All welcome. Right, that, uh, okay, you can take grip checks now. 36. Was a previous one for your uh, for yourself, James? Yeah, I'm going fucking crazy. I go crazy. Okay, so I think that Vitellius got 11 and he has one will, so that's 12. Wait, wasn't it Jamie that got the, the 11? Yeah. To me, it, look, to me it looks like me getting 11. But, um... I've already added my experience, so... <laughs> So, to summarize, Anchor rolled a 12. 
Victor rolled a 9 plus 1 is 10. Caradon rolled an 11 plus Dos. 2, so 13. And then Vitalius rolled a 3 plus what? plus 1, a 4. So only Vitalius failed that grip check. Oh god. Seeing the horror enter the hands of uh, of Anchor and seeing it in all its horrific glory. Oh god. And such things exist in this pure world. Yeah, I've seen them before actually. This impure world. <laughs> it looks It's something usual, you know? Like it's like a a, a I've seen worse, to be honest. Wolf giving a birth. It looks, it looks like the Munchak. Have you never ripped open a wolf halfway through gestation before? <laughs> I've seen worse things in the tavern on a Saturday night. To be honest, that's of the clientele in these places. You people from the past, you're so soft. <laughs> All right, Anchor has grappled one of these. Next up is Vitellius. So recovering his composure, Vitellius. Um, takes his rapier and looking at one of the one of the non-restrained uh, wolf fetuses, he visualizes this as if it was sort of a muntjack or some such creature that he is experiencing killing, and he lunges forward. It's all about transferable experience. Um. Um, all so right, roll and attack. A rapier. I think a rapier is a uh, will be a wit based weapon. So, oh good lord, that's terrible. Is um, your muntjack experience not transferring? Ben rolled a three, a one, and a two. And what's your modifier? So two and three is five, and plus two that's seven. So that might just make. I'm not sure what's the armor of these creatures. They're, they're pretty gooey, so they have very little, um, but there are quite a lot of them. Vitellius successfully skewers one of the wolf fetuses, um, but finds his blade caught in the residue from this punctured monster. You're going to be against the odds on the next attack that you make with that weapon. Next up is Caradon. Alright, let's go. Yeah. I'm going to attack a different one. Oh, and the other one. Yeah, one more die, please. Die! Oh, shit. You said die. <laughs> so remind us what Caradon's weapon is. It's a, a light sword. <laughs> You've got a lightsaber. So is that, is that wit again? Yeah. It's, but it's minus one to damage, right? With the one, the five, and your wit of... Two. Two. You did tell me earlier. Uh, you successfully breach yet another of these creatures and deal a few points of damage to it. Um, your weapon also is coated in the residue. It's, it's quite easy to crush these things uh, or skewer them in, in this case, okay. but you find that it's a bit harder to draw your weapon out afterwards. I'll just step on it next and time. The blade seems... To be reacting with the the goo coming out of them. Oh. Doesn't it remind you a little bit of like marshmallow? <laughs> Are you hungry? Good chance. 
<laughs> Jelly babies. Let's let's not mix metaphors. I want to say Haribo's new flavor. Next up is Victor. Okay, I'm gonna. <laughs> are these are these fetuses tangfastic. <laughs> Lick them and find out. <laughs> Kitten, I don't love it. So the happy world of acid fetus balls. <laughs> Uh, okay, right. Victor is going to try and skewer one of these uh, fetuses with his spear. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to try and skewer one. Um, okay. Uh, what, what? Do I need to do a specific check for my spear? No? You need to roll an attack roll. 3d6. Okay. Plus your brawn. For the... My brawn is two. Lowest dice. All right, with a two and a four plus two, I should probably say what the person rolled. So Josh rolled a two, a four, and a four. The two and the four plus his brawn modifier makes eight, which is enough. And so he deals four damage to the third of these creatures, which was grabbing onto the leg of the unconscious and one-handed shepherd. Unhand, unhand that maiden's work, colleague, pal, demons. <laughs> You too find your weapon tainted by the goo that spews out of this wolf fetus. My father's spear. Well, but... his, well his spare spear. Not his main nice one. <laughs> My father's spare spear. <laughs> Not even sure it is a spear. He just used to call it the spare. <laughs> call the spare. <laughs> Oh, that's what he was saying. <laughs> so, next up are the wolf fetuses themselves. Or I, well, I suppose in the order that I've written down, the young woman is next. So, is she going to? Whilst the young woman is not armed, she uh, will, seeing that some of these wolf fetuses have been um, skewered and taken out of circulation, as it were, or lassoed. Uh, she lunges forward to grab the feet of um, her colleague and pull them away from them, shout, shouting something worse the effect of, Get off him, you ball bags! <laughs> uh, finally, the wolf fetuses um, turn. So, in response to three of their kind having been um, smushed, for want of a better word, uh, two of these creatures move forward at speed towards the two nearest um, members of the party, which in this case I'm going to say are Anchor and Caradon, and attack while the rest seem to retreat quickly. You see some little squirts of a more volatile or less viscous fluid uh, being released from the back ends of these creatures, uh, of the, the two creatures that are engaging in, in the fighting. And you smell acrid... Uh, what's good? Poop. Acrid poop. Uh, you smell a scent that resembles vinegar, or perhaps how you imagined the acid would smell. Uh, although up until now, the cave has been mostly odorless. They 
as such, are going to attack Anchor and Caradon. There's a one. There's another one. Um, yeah, oh dear. <laughs> so, the one attacking Anchor leaps unexpectedly from the ground, pushing its legs together underneath it to launch it upwards, and splats against Anchor's face. And she immediately feels acid drenching her face and shoulders um, where this creature has made contact with her. And takes six vigor worth of damage. You freaking cockroach! Go on. Swear. Let out your anger. That's a a lot. I didn't know jelly babies could Uh, do that. I've never eaten them again. No. Do you think we could get a sponsorship? From Jack? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be great. Like Haribo. Oh. The second creature attempts the same maneuver on Caradon, um, but flops against the, the chest and is quickly shaken off before it can release its acid onto him. May I say, just to not interrupt you, I think we need to do an injury roll. That's six damage. Oh yeah, that's that's a good so point. So rewinding. Um, you bit. have you have the table, do, right? Yes. So as six damage has been dealt by the jelly babies below, uh, Anchor will need to roll a d three and a d six for injury. That's a one and a three. So the consequence of a one and a three is that Anchor loses a point of brawn. Whoa. Whoa. Like I had some. You can go into negative territory with these. Um, so you can have negative one brawn. It's a classic case of jelly legs. I mean, to be fair, this does resolve the fact that a fact which I can now address, which is the fact that Anka's character was slightly broken because at the time that Anka's character was being designed, I thought that characters got two advancements to begin with, whereas in fact they only get one. And Aker had selected extra brawn and extra wit, which you may have noticed in roles earlier. I had noticed, yeah. So this is just bringing things back to where they should be. Exactly. She's no longer superhuman. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a... That's what bigger (laughs) bloopers are. <laughs> it was it was her faith that was lifting her up, but the sad departure of everyone's favorite character, Erwan Tank. Man, I miss uh, Erwan Tank. Shaken what a guy! Faith. Oh. Is, is there a way that the jelly the jelly Erwan. baby's attack has actually palpably reduced Anka's brawn in some way, such as by I don't know. Yeah, well, the, it's. An active injury. She has acid burns down her shoulders and she feels the weakness. She feels a, an unprecedented weakness in her shoulders, um, even as the acid is spreading out enough that it's no longer digging into her skin. And she finds it just a little bit harder to lift her arms. <laughs> that, that's that's a... why I said, you freaking cockroach. I'd probably say something sooner if that happened to me. All right, we're back to the top of the order. Back to Anchor. Uh, Which would be Anchor. 
All right, how do you react to this creature slapping acid on your face? Well, since I can't use one of my arms because it's kind of it has a burning sensation, I will just draw my longbow and just. Oh, I've just realized that we didn't resolve the grappling situation. Uh, yes, one of the jelly babies should have been given a chance to roll a wit check or a brawn check, whichever this okay. whichever this jelly baby would choose to try and escape from the situation. Um, I'll do the I'll resolve the grapple situation now before anchor attacks. Who can tell what a jelly baby would choose at any given juncture? The wolf fetus fails the grapple check. <laughs> what an idiot! It doesn't escape. You still have a lassoed wolf fetus hanging in a rope even as your face is dripping with acid well um i will i will just grab one of my long bows and hurl it but kind of use it as a sword um, because i can't i can't actually oh like one of the arrows shot. you mean yeah one of the arrows okay sure i think i will um uh, ranged sorry. that as, as a wit-based attack. It will be, unfortunately, a, a, a ranged weapon attack in the same zone is against the odds. No, she's just using one of the arrows as a... Oh. To, to try and swat away this creature. I mean, it's, it's not exactly going to do a lot of damage. Yeah, I would have said that's a light weapon that probably has minus one damage. All right. Okay, assuming it's wit-based... That is enough to do one damage, but that's zero. Okay. So Aker rolled a one, a one, and a five. That's enough for the attack to hit with her whip modifier. But the one damage that she would deal is nullified, and so the creature is just thrown to the ground. Come on, do something. Next up is Caradon. Do something, Caradon. It's Vitellius, isn't it? Make something. Do I think something. It's Vitellius. Next up is Vitellius. That's that's exactly what I said. The edit will prove me right. <laughs> <laughs> you forget who's in charge of the edit. Um. So Vitellius lunges forward again with his his rapier and says something along the lines of, "I'm gonna make myself a canine kebab." <laughs> Very the sassy against the odds. Actually, actually, it'll be lupine because they're wolves, but I'm not going to get technical. <laughs> it's very sassy for a um, um, guy who's been dead a hundred thousand years or something. So against the odds. Okay, so removing the five there. So Ben rolled a two, a one, a three, and a five. The five gets discarded because it was against the odds. But with the two, the three, and his modifier of plus two, he does still manage to do one damage, which for these quite fragile creatures, is enough to splat them. Do you say another cool line while you're uh, skewering a second jelly baby as such? Um, hasta la vista, jelly baby. <laughs> Literally what I was thinking. <laughs> that was the one I was going to use on my turn. <laughs> Man, this, this guy's cultural references from 300 years ago on point. <laughs> <laughs> Is that some kind of play we haven't play we haven't seen? <laughs> was uh was from a play I saw in uh in Maine. 
Oh yeah. Called Terminator the Second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 All right, now it is Caradon's turn. Next up is Caradon. Okay, what what's left? There is the jelly baby. Sorry, my apologies. There's the wolf fetus that attempted to attack Caradon in the same way that Anka was attacked, but which failed. And there are several retreating wolf fetuses, which are heading deeper into the cave towards uh, another glowing pool of the of the acid. There is also the restrained wolf fetus um, in Anka's rope. Okay, um, so the one that tried to attack me, I'm going to kick the shit out of it. <laughs> All right, roll a, an attack. I'm going to apply a minus one modifier to the damage. We are just attacking fetuses. No, they're, they're jelly babies. Oh, okay, I feel a bit, bit, bit better about that. Jamie rolled a four, a one, and a six. The four and the six are more than adequate. Uh, in fact, the one and the six are, which would do four damage, uh, which gets reduced to three. The end result is that this wolf fetus that attempted to spray acid on Caradon is now no more than a puddle at Caradon's feet. Awesome. Next up, we have Victor. Okay. Uh, so we've just got the one, we've got one tied up, right? And several retreating. Yeah. Okay. Um, if they're retreating, um, what, what? Where's the guy with the one hand? The work colleague? Is he? Have they left him? The other shepherd is trying to drag, drag him in the opposite direction. Right. So I missed that bit. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah. I'm just gonna um, kill the other one that's been tied up. Um, what are you? Oh, this chip. I've I've been very cocky. Roll an attack roll. Josh rolled a 1, a 4, and a 5. Plus so 1 two. and a 5, plus his excellent brawn of plus 2 are enough to meet the requirements for the attack. And so he does 4 damage. Oh, my apologies. Uh, could you roll one more d6, please? Yeah. Why? Because this should have been against the odds, because you were using a weapon that's oh. covered in slime. So in fact, Josh rolled a 1, a 4, a 5, and another 4. And the five gets discarded. Fortunately for Josh, the one on the four plus his brawn of two are enough to meet the requirements for the attack. Yes. And he deals four damage to the final violent, aggressive <laughs> wolf fetus. Ooh, jelly baby. Ooh, jelly baby. That leaves just the restrained wolf fetus in Anchor's rope and the remainder retreating. What does the shepherd woman do? I think the shepherd shepherd woman is sort of has dragged uh, the other shepherd to um, sort of to the opposite side of the side of the cave, and is now just sort of looking over his looking over his wounds. All right, can you roll a wit check for this? Sure. Character, please. That's a 10. Excellent. Okay. So this shepherd is successfully identifying all of the scrapes and wounds and in particular has noticed that she needs to retie the bandage on this 
man's wrist where their hand is missing. Yeah. Finally. There you go, laddie. The. The obligatory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the obligatory. There, there you go, laddie. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, the. I'm going to do a, an attempt at this second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. I guess it's the fifth one. Fifth wolf fetus to attempt to get out of the rope where it's being restrained by anchor. Alright, it does not succeed. End of encounter. Yay! We did it! We saved the shepherd. Well done, everyone. Oh, that was a professionally easy. Pre babies. Did you just say pre babies? Yeah. They are, yes, very odd sort of things, aren't they? Are you saying that jelly babies have bones until they're fully formed? I guess they do have gelatin in. So yeah, the that... bones melt away and solidify the jelly. Mm. Delicious. Yeah, it, in my mind, I just have a picture like a cockroach, like a creature, but more covered in... I'm just fully picturing a large jelly baby with some bones inside. I'm now picturing regular jelly babies in a pack with bones in. Just having little skeletons. Mm. I'm just joking. Crunchy jelly baby. (laughs) (laughs) Do you say that a lot, Josh? Yeah. Josh, could you do this for me, please? I'm just Josh. Sorry, sorry, boss. I'm just Josh. Hi, I'm Alpha. I'm just Josh. It really puts the other person in like a. It really like puts them in a false sense of security if when they introduce themselves and like, oh hi, I'm uh, Doctor Doctor Richard, and you say, oh, I'm just Josh, and like, hell, this guy's he's nothing, and then bam. <laughs> You got him. <laughs> so to summarize the outcome of this fight, Anchor is rather the worse for wear, having received a face full of acid. Caradon managed to a- avoid a similar fate. Anchor is still holding a rope full of Wolfetus, uh, which has given up on struggling to escape. The remainder of these wolf-like creatures have escaped deeper into the tunnel. And you have successfully prevented the young, unconscious, one-handed shepherd from being dragged away by these strange beasts. Can I do the jelly baby and my personal pet? I mean, it's already on leave. I mean, one of them did just permanently maim you, so... <laughs> yeah, so who's, who's her one? Well, it puts things in. If, if you can train one to do that to other people. Go, Slimy, go! <laughs> Keep that damn thing away from me, says uh, Petelius, who is, of course, traumatized by these. Maybe it's not a good idea. I mean, if you tra- traumatize your fellow crypticus. All right, I'd like you to alter roll observation checks, please. Okay. Well done. They both failed. <laughs> They got a 5, a 6, a 7, and an 8, respectively, so they all failed their observation checks. 
Can you roll one for the shepherd woman as well, please, Ben? Sure. Another five. Okay. No extra information then. Okay. Um, oh, this this shepherd with a uh, one hand. Uh, this must be um, name, name, line. Har- Harold. I wasn't asking you. Name. Okay. His name's Harold. Ah uh, yes. Ah uh, yes, yes. We uh, met his father um, up on the surface. How how did the two of you come down here? We were dragged. Works related. No, no. We were just. I was just working in the fields. I was tending the flock with Harold, and you know these fucking wolves just come out of nowhere, and you know we didn't have time to run, or or deploy the anti-wolf traps that we shepherds are usually equipped with. (laughs) Anti-wolf, various various anti-wolf stratagems. That we have in our heads. <laughs> these wolves, these wolves, wolves are different. They just dragged us down. I, I, I went unconscious, you see, oh. and I woke up. I woke up in this fucking cave here with this wee fucking jelly babies. We're gonna have to put explicit warnings on all of the episodes <laughs> of Maybelline. <laughs> um, so um, I, it seems redundant because everyone said a name. <laughs> no, I'm gonna cut that. Out, um, sorry. Uh, so, um... Oh, you must be Mabel, then. Aye, that's right. Mabel? How, have you, how do you know who I am? Have you spoke to my father? No, we spoke to, um... Harold's father. And he said that, uh... Yes, you went missing. How long ago did you speak to him? Oh, it could have been... At least three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Hours. Days, weeks, time, time disappears down here. Aye, it does. While you're arguing, the arguing. Well, I guess you're not arguing. <laughs> while, while you're while you're discussing the um, circumstances, the final remaining wolf fetus wriggles free from Anchor's rope and is prepared to make up a getaway. No, slime me, no. I'm gonna kick the shit out of it. <laughs> hey, that was going to be my personal pet, Slimy. Roll attack roll. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Jamie rolled a three, a five, and a six. The three and the five are enough, which means that that's a critical hit on quote Slimy end quote. <laughs> This is a feat of great uh, strength that you should all admire me for. I'm going to roll uh, for an injury on Slimy. <laughs> she that so roll the d3 and the d6. Poor Slimy. Um, so Slimy um, must take observation checks against the odds five minutes or until the combat ends, whichever is sooner. So <laughs> Slimy was sort of got he got some grit in his eyes as a result of this attack, as well as being no. I'll 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 tell you. I'll, I've yeah. It's clear in my mind what happened. Caradon's boot lands squarely between what may or may not, up until this point, have obviously been the creature's eye sockets, 
but as the boot comes down, two small eyeballs come flying out of each side of this thing's skull, <laughs> ending up on opposite sides of the room. Amazing. Delicious. Cool, right. Um... I'd like you all to roll another observation check, please. Okay, for you. I see nothing. I rolled a four. Uh, Anchor rolled a six. Oh, sorry. Ben rolled a five. That would be, that was and... Vitellius rolling a five. Uh, and the four from Caradon Gespenst, as we all know him and have always known him. That's me. It's an eight from Mabel. Okay, you all failed again. Fine. So none of you see this coming, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or hear this coming. Man. Um, okay. Oh. Brace yourselves. I feel Brace yourselves indeed. Yeah, deaf and blind. Um, so, you've already fought off some uh, wolf fetuses. And it's just before it leaps down at you that um, you see a wolf. Oh, a full-sized wolf. A fully grown, acid-spewing wolf. Is this the wolf mother? Rearing its head above you. Oh my god, it's a wolf. Not in time to react as it pounces down onto none other than Victor Von Thorne. No, that's me! <laughs> <laughs> No! You could have chosen anyone else! <laughs> what about Mabel? She's a new character. Um, and she's got a boyfriend. Okay. No, I don't. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was in it. That was um, my other thought. As the wolf <laughs> dashed into me. <laughs> anyway, okay. Okay. So. The the wolf is getting a, a surprise attack on Victor. Um, I'd, what is your I'd, I'd armor? Like I like the bad number, news Victor? first, please. The, the bad news is that the wolf rolled a five, a four, and a two, which means that um, um, unless you're wearing heavy armor, which I think Victor is. Oh, is that the good news? Yeah, uh, I probably am. Let me double check my notes. Okay. Wait, our armor is nine. Well, lucky for you. This is only going to deal four vigor worth of damage. This is as this wolf pounces on oh, top of you. you with its jaws open and clamps them down around your ribs. Ah! Fuck! I can't remember if Victor's already taken any damage, but in any case, I don't think I have. Um... Solid blow. No, your current vigor is eight. Uh, oh, sorry. Should I say four? Oh wow! So. Wow, okay. That's, that's half of it. That sucks. Everyone, roll once again for initiative. Damn, I was just going to say, can I defend him? Can I roll for initiative? Yeah, sounds a bit late for that. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no worries. Okay, so the wolf rolled a two. I rolled a two. I rolled a... Caradin rolled a five. I rolled a two. So, to recap... The wolf rolled a 2, Caradon rolled a 3 plus 2, so 5, Victor got a 2 plus 0 is 2, mm -hmm. Anchor got a 2 plus 3 is 5, Vitellius got a 3 plus 
uh, Metellius's wit is two, so two. Two is five. And Mabel got a two plus one. That's correct. Is three. I've said all of those out loud and I didn't write them down. It was really helpful, but several people got five. Who wants to go first? I, I got five. I can go first. Yeah, you have the highest wit stat, which I think is the tiebreaker. So what are you going to do? Oh, uh, of course. Shoot arrows. All right. With sharp reflexes, Anka reloads her longbow and fires a shot at the wolf. Is the wolf still intertwined with Victor von Thorn? The wolf is on top of Victor von Thorn. That makes it sound more clandestine than it really is. <laughs> the wolf is is in, in throes with Victor von Thorn. Well, in moments from now, Victor von Thorn may be experiencing a taste of that reverse honey, so... Are you saying that when Victor is intimate, he gnaws on the ribs of women? What? What? Sure. <laughs> I definitely did I'm not sure insinuate anyone, that. Yeah. I don't know where you got that from. Reverse oh. honey. Because you just you, you just said reverse honey. I was like, oh, okay, so that's <laughs> I've reversed. That's, that's that's what Jamie called the uh, the substance that the the wolves produce. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. I call I, a lot of things a lot of things. <laughs> reverse honey sounds is very, sounds kind of sexual, but. <laughs> Just, I think you've got too much into the mindset of your I character. I think I have. I think I have. I've been, I've, I've been, I've been method acting all week. Um, very, <laughs> just gone it's to been work. very awkward at work. Turned into a, a raging misogynist. I turned into a raging misogynist, and also because this is set in the medieval times, I have no idea what a computer is. So it just makes my, my day-to-day work very hard. Well, at least you have armor on, so you're, you're able to take all of your co-workers' blows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it does nothing against an HR complaint, let me tell you. <laughs> um, all right. You need a higher wit stat. Anger rolled a four, <laughs> a six, and a one. The four and the one plus her three wit uh, hits 14. beautifully, um, which means that Anchor has once again rolled a critical hit. Um, now, unfortunately, Anchor can't reach the keyboard in our current setup, so I'm going to have to roll the d3 and the d6 but i'll let her announce the results and i'll let ben look up the injury table hey now all of it's very generous of our audiences know that i'm i'm right here in paris no i'll cut that we can we can maintain the illusion of us all being in separate rooms that's what (laughs) that's what the audience wants to hear yeah (laughs) many kilometers distant as any good podcasters (laughs) should be we don't even know each other (laughs) <laughs> it's just a random coincidence that we keep logging into this specific Discord channel at this exact same time every week. I didn't even join this Discord channel. It just appeared. I don't. I don't know what's going on. How did I get here? Let me out. We're all actually in uh, different cells in a prison, in the same prison. I think that's. Uh, they've just let us do this for sort of prison team building. <laughs> I don't think they want people to build teams in prison, but. <laughs> Maybe something's changed since I was in prison. No, so, Aika, would you like to announce what you rolled? Oh, um, 
I rolled a six. And? It's my wit check. No, it's not a wit check. This is the, the injury roll to determine how much damage oh, you did I to didn't that wolf. I see that. Sorry. I rolled a two and a six. So, according to the injury table, a two and a six has the combined effect of doing nothing. It has no effect. Well, okay. N no damage? Just, just to be clear, I it's no extra effect. No extra effect in addition to the, to the injury dealt upon this wolf. Is it still on the wolf? Like, I, I, can I just hmm? kind of try to grab the wolf by using a rope? Oh, right. You, still, you do still have your lasso. No, lasso well, yeah. I, you, you won't have time to do that this turn. Um, I also, you're fortunate in that this happens to be one of the wolves that you encountered earlier. Um, and so it already had received some, some blows. But now for a descriptive uh, version of, of the events. Anchor's arrow. Freezes in midair. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> <laughs> Record script. Oh no, upside down. Oh, sorry, just to, be, just to be clear, I mean, there's no effect in addition to the damage dealt by the arrow. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I already, okay, sorry, I already yeah. clarified that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. That would be that would be really bad if you could deal a critical hit and one of the possible effects was that it did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be quite funny. You've done a critical hit. Your blade passes straight <laughs> so through the there. person. Passes like so they were a ghost. You know, um, in Princess Mononoke, when the protagonist comes across some samurai that are massacring some villagers mm. and as he's drawing back his bow his cursed arm like flexes and the the arrow severs a, a man's head um because it's been it's cursed. got such a powerful blow that's more or less what happens with this wolf Friendship. okay I, I feel like we shouldn't rely so much on references to other um, potentially better media. Yeah, you're right. We've managed to completely avoid pop culture so far, so I, I think that's probably a good, <laughs> good shout. This could be the Studio Ghibli of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure our quality will get there one day. <laughs> I'm putting that on the website. You're putting Morgan's. This could be the studio. I'm, I'm going to cut out the we could be. <laughs> Some people have described us as the studio Ghibli podcast. Oh no, that, that's a bit of a problem. You know, the, the other day I was reading, um, and it wasn't in, even an article. I was reading something about the Ghibli movies and the conspiracy theory around the Ghibli movies. Every time a Ghibli movie is released, apparently it creates some sort of effect in the whole economy all around the world. So the people who are like keep track, like um, actively keeping track of the times the Ghibli released something. So if yeah, that's that's why I haven't edited the first episode yet. So I'm I'm afraid of the effects on the world maybe, economy. Maybe maybe it'll bring inflation down, Jamie. Ooh, good point. 
There's only one way to find out. Everyone, everyone has no appetite to buy anything because they're listening stuck to this podcast. Listening yeah. to our podcast. <laughs> we did it. We saved the world. S- salivating occasionally. <laughs> um, okay, well, let me, let me try and render that in original prose. Anka draws back her hand and releases an arrow in the wolf's direction. She expects it to go between its ribs, but the wolf shifts its weight at the last moment with Victor moving underneath it. And its neck ends up... Sorry. Um... That's very descriptive. I'm at a loss for words. What's, I guess, directly in the trajectory of the arrow? Beautiful. I'll just keep the studio capable. (laughs) The arrow pierces the wolf's neck and. I just don't have. I I, I, I give up. I give up. Keep the studio capable bit. It does. It does do that. Head go off. You know that bit in Princess Monononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononononon
That was a that was a very good shot, Anchor. <clears throat> and it caught me caught me by surprise. Why? Because she's a woman. (laughs) 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 Got him, ladies and gentlemen. We got him. I'm gonna gonna turn you your character into like a raging. But before I was just a bit. Before I last I was a bit flirty, and now I'm just. Now I'm just. I'm in charge of the edit. I can make this happen. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> ben, maybe one of your several characters could... Um, could so Vitellius uh, chips in and says, has anybody checked the wolf is dead? It's no longer eating me. Because it died in a very undramatic fashion. I think we should... Uh, and Vitellius sort of jumps over and, um, you know, just kind of like sits on the wolf or sort of like mounts up and down on it just to make sure it doesn't react. I uh, that's me. I'm under the wolf. As Vitalius is mock riding this wolf, um, he grabs the wolf's pelt and finds that the greasy hair comes away in in thick clumps very easily in his hand. The wolf, on the other hand, doesn't react to this treatment. Oh my! Oh Lord Gregor! What's wrong? I can't see. <laughs> this wolf this is no ordinary wolf. You see, its fur comes away in tufts. It's also, yeah. yeah. In fact, there are many unusual things about this wolf, I think. The reverse honey as well. You see it in a minute. Speaking of the reverse honey, um, anyone else going to step in before? Victor notices that the wolf seems to be dribbling a little bit, and as the saliva makes contact with his armor, there is a sharp hissing noise. Um, guys, um, yeah, could you, could someone please help? Hey, I did my bit. I saved your ass. Well, one of you is oh, get fine. that fucking wolf off him. Jesus Christ! Cut out the Jesus Christ. That obviously doesn't work in this universe. <laughs> yeah. That's not canonical. Jesus, too. Non canonical, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, I guess you meant the holiday girl. <laughs> um, can someone roll a yeah, one check to help the drought? Thank you, Mabel. I do it. Mabel comes over and. You can roll for me. And then... What's Nifty's brawn? One? One. Okay, Jamie rolled an eight plus one, which is which is sufficient. <clears throat> For good measure, Mabel. Seem better. Mabel reaches down and uh, pulls Victor sharply to his feet. I don't know why I bothered. Well, you managed to get the wolf off, the wolf and Vitellius off of Victor successfully, and Mabel just helps him up. Thank you very much. Um, yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's up thrusting. (laughs) 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 And anyway, I started thrusting. (laughs) I said, I said, blessed. (laughs) 
okay. Thank, thank, thank you, my fellow Portuguese. Um, yes, my uh, my arm is thick, but um, yes, that acid. Sorry, reverse honey was making a quite a dent. So to remind you of the situation, uh, you were set upon by the wolf fetuses that have since retreated after a couple of them made a defensive um, stand. And you, you managed to chase the rest off. Anchor received a permanently deforming injury to her face. Caradon managed to stave off a similar attack. Victor has, well, undergone a wolf bite, but is, is otherwise still standing. And you are deep in a cave filled with acidic residue Accompanied by a uh, an, arach- an arachnolite of Gragor. What's, what's the word for when someone comes come back to life? Called Vitellius Reincarnated, Snyder. yes. Who's... A reincarnated arachnolite. Arachnophile? We'll determine that later. It's, ara- it's arachnolite, <laughs> as in acolyte, but arachna. Yeah. Oh, I see. As in that's the name of a member of the order. That's, that's quite good. It's very, very highbrow, this podcast. And two shepherds, one of whom is unconscious. <laughs> so I became the Scarface. Can I make Al Pacino? Oh, you know what you should have done? I'd say push it when you shot <laughs> When you shot the wolf, you should have said, Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> 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 uh, Jamie, edit that in. <laughs> you can say it you can say it now just for good measure if you like no i like i like voice. <laughs> he's my voice <laughs> okay i mean you're in a pretty dire situation i don't know why you're all laughing so hard about it it's, it's either that or give up <laughs> so above you is the ledge from which you jump down, it's gonna, you're going to have a hard time of it getting your unconscious shepherd companion um, up over this, although there are plenty of you to, to lend a hand. Um, there is a further tunnel that goes deeper into the cave, and you can clearly make out the, the glow of what you know is a stream of acid deeper in the cave. You're not sure whether it connects to the stream you saw earlier, but in any case, it's certainly the same substance. Mm. Sorry, I, 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 I'm interrupting, but I remembered uh, a quote, so I just wanted to make sure, so I googled it, and in Scarface, there is a quote done by Al Pacino, every dog has his day. Oh! <laughs> that God. one is oh. not just quick, just to say that, and I can edit. <laughs> I don't know the Every dog has his. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get a second? Take Every dog. <laughs> ben, say hello to, to my little um, dog. I'm Al Al Pacino. Al Pacino. <laughs> um, every dog has his day. <laughs> 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 I'm going to edit that whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I really appreciate that you want to get into characters. <laughs> you need you need to have a, a key phrase. Opportunity. Um, a man. I walk in here. <laughs> What's the? A man only got two things in his life: his word and his balls. And I don't break mine for nobody. That's um. <laughs> that's not very good. I think I think it's Al Pacino is probably the best <laughs> okay, I forgot what we're doing. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, we should, probably hard to, like you say, hard to get the guy up the ledge. So let's continue towards the ominous glow. I mean, I guess we know the way back, right? Going deeper into the cave with someone who is unconscious. We need to get out of this cave now. Okay, so you want to go up the ledge because that's where we came. Is, um, is, it, is that where we came from? Yeah, we dropped down the ledge because we heard um, Mabel's cries for help. That's correct. All right, right. Um, I mean, I'm lost and I can see the map, so... Okay, how, how do we get this body out? <clears throat> um, I feel like there is something at the end of this road. Just a feeling, I mean. Now that I can see the map also. <laughs> The, I mean, there is another thing which might make you want to proceed in that direction, which is that that's the direction that the wolf beaters went in. And your mission, if any, is to destroy the wolves. But mm-hmm, that's true. I suppose es- escaping and regrouping with other crypt diggers is also an option. Um, well, we could do both. Divide and conquer? Oh, I don't know. Divide might be a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, we should just vote. Just conquer. Just conquer. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. I can, I can get on board with that. Okay. Let's that's, go conquering. Conquer. All right. Then, then we are rolling. Observing. Just one more clarification. Are you just going to leave... Uh, Harold behind for the time being. We should probably take him with us. No, but just for the time being. I've just been eaten by a wolf. <laughs> yeah, but you're, you're still the strongest one. Okay. When you flatter me like that. All right. Um, do I need to do a brawn check? You certainly do. Okay. Right. Harold, you're going with me. No, you're not. <laughs> uh, it seems it seems the wolf attack has left me slightly hey, um don't drop him maple maple pulled you out um underneath that heavy wolf i think you you should just go all together like maple maybe yes yes i'm sure maple's Makes strong enough work. she has the arms of a shepherd victor attempts to lift up harold but it seems that the Wolf attack had more of an impact than he realized, and one of his legs collapses under him, and he precariously wobbles on his other foot before managing to stumble without completely dropping Harold sto- on the stone cold floor. On the cold ground. <laughs> Harold, Harold, Harold. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, who's, who's, who's carrying him? How about how about carried on? I can try. I thought Mabel 
Mabel's pretty strong. All right. Ben rolled See? 11. Oh, nice. Strong shepherd. Yeah. Which is certainly enough. And she, with ease, lifts Harold on, over her shoulders, carrying him like a sleeping sheep. Oof. Victor likes this. and you head deeper into the cave everyone make an observation check can you please succeed this time someone has so Josh rolled a 7 Jamie rolled a 10 Oka rolled a 5 and Ben also rolled a 5 what are you expecting um I'm literally the Scarface. A five for Mabel and a nine for Vitellius. Uh, So Vitellius and Caradon lead the way deeper into the cave. And you come across essentially a pool of this acidic goo. On the left-hand side of this pool, uh, you see that it varies in... It varies, no. It digs into the rock. You can see that this must flow from some other source, either deeper underground or from elsewhere in the cave. And similarly on the other side. And it is very, very gently flowing from left to right. At first, there doesn't seem to be anything here. But after a few moments, you hear a muttering coming from across this stagnant pool of yellow acid. Only Caradon recognises the voice. It's a crypt. It's a voice oh, that you thought was lost to this crypt forever. Stay here. Safe. Safe here. Is that... It can't be. Is that a bagel? <laughs> bagel. Bagel, no bagel. No bagels. Bagel, no. Heroin tank? I thought he was dead. No. No Arwen. No Arwen. Oh god, look at the state of him. I thought the wolves would have killed him for sure. Everyone is able to see Arwen Tank cowering in the corner. But only Caradon notices that he seems to be clutching something. A fragment of some cloth, perhaps. Look, is he clutching a fragment of some cloth, perhaps? (laughs) Why? By Jove, I think you're right. <laughs> Where did he get that from? My, 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 mine. No, no arrow one. No bagel. There's no bagel. Reverse honey. Reverse honey. Mister Splat splashing <laughs> that, his face. That's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is he actually putting it on his face? Yeah, he's he's sort of he sort of um, on all fours, lurches over to the to the river, and just picks out a bit a bit of reverse honey and starts smearing it over his forehead, like hair gel. <laughs> over his hair, in fact, like hair spicy gel. hair gel. The six adventurers in this ragtag party stare on in horror as a once respected, war hardened veteran splashes acid onto his head and his hair 
piece by piece falls out. For listening to Abel Chimes. You can find us at abelchimes.com. You can email us at achimingbell at gmail.com or send us a message on Twitter at abelchimes. Gotta get, gotta get through the adventure because J- Josh has to go in half an hour. That's right, listeners. I'm off on holiday, so please don't <laughs> burglarize my flat.